Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to talk about the vaccine very briefly, if I can. And, you know, I, I kind of heard a Barney uh, today in relation to who should get it first. <laughs> this was bound to happen, wasn't it? You know, when everybody has this kind of, this need to get back to a level of normality, not just to protect themselves, this need to want to get this done quickly so we can all just get back to going on holidays and out to see our mates and going to restaurants and everything else. And, you know, okay, this is the government's plan to vaccinate people and that's the way it's going to end as far as the governments of the world are concerned. And yeah, I know there's a lot of people who are cautious about the vaccine and I know there are those on the extreme who are anti-vaccination and I respect your views, that's fine. Don't have to agree with them, but I expect I respect your views. I would be cautious as well. I'm very pro-vaccination, but I'd be very cautious in relation to this vaccine because like everybody else, I think it's a little bit quick, isn't it? You know what I mean? And they have already admitted that in relation to side effects, now nothing too serious, thankfully, but side effects, that there has been side effects to this vaccine, more so than many other vaccines they've ever released. But of course, they're looking at the bigger public health aspect of it all. And of course, realistically, if you're a very vulnerable category, you've got to trade off and balance the side effects to a vaccine versus the side effects of COVID-19. And if you're in a vulnerable situation and you're elderly or, you know, you have some underlying illness or a critical underlying illness, you've got to look at the trade-offs and you've got to say, well, which is the bigger risk? And I suppose maybe COVID-19 might be. I don't know the stats in relation to that, but I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, so the point is, the Pfizer COVID vaccine has been approved for use around the world, as you well know, as well as other vaccines too. The Pfizer obviously seems to be the most popular one at the moment, with hundreds of thousands of people already coming forward to have the first dose. Now, we're not doing too well in this country when it comes to the vaccine. According to, it's hard to get a figure in the UK. Uh, the UK figures suggest over 2 million. But then again, when you look at um, the news online, it says 3.7 million new people in the UK have already been vaccinated out of 70 million people. That's incredible. They're doing it in the high street um, pharmacies. They're doing it in Asda. They're doing it everywhere in the UK, in uh, event centres, everywhere, to get as many people done as quickly as possible who want to get it done. Uh, not forcing anybody, by the way, before we're not getting into that argument today. They're not forcing anybody to get it done. Now, you maybe, I suppose, feel like you're being forced because you won't get back to a level of normality unless you get it done. So I, I, maybe I disagree with that aspect of it. But in saying that, America have done 10.8 million people 10.8 million people. Now, I know they're bigger countries, but a lot more people. We've done 44,000. I think it's 40, just over 40,000. And we've had it two weeks. We haven't even managed to get around all the vulnerable yet. We're very disappointing. You don't hear Tony Houlihan announcing those figures at night on television because they're shameful figures. Why? Because we've no staff. 7,000 staff yesterday, wasn't it? 7,000 yesterday were unavailable for work at the HSE, so much so the government has now said to HSE workers that if you've had a negative test and you're a close contact, please go back to work. We need you. And I think that should be the case probably for most employment because I worked it out yesterday with you on the air that if we take it that we're going to do looking at somewhere between four and 6,000, we'll say 5,000 cases a day at the moment. That could go up, by the way. And every one of them say, let's say, had five close contacts or six close contacts. That could be 30,000. If it's 30,000 close contacts per day over a 14-day period, that's 210,000 people out of work in the space of two weeks. <laughs> The country will grind to a halt in a month if everybody who was a close contact stayed out of work. Now, I'm not suggesting that we change that you change government policy. It's up to government to change their policy in relation to close contact. Uh, I personally believe if you're a close contact of somebody, they should have antigen tests, which cost a fiver, uh, available for people to test themselves or to get tested. Uh, be like, could you imagine? Like, I, I suppose in a hospital setting, somebody is a close contact. They go to their 
staff nurse, whatever it is, or whoever's the head of the department, and they say, um, Mary in ICU uh, just tested positive. She's no symptoms, but she just tested positive and she's gone home. I was with Mary yesterday for 15 minutes. And then the staff nurse will say, okay, come with me, quick, 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 quick. Antigen test out. <coughs> Down your throat. Let's do the test. No, it says you're negative. All right, go back to work. But if you do have symptoms, let me know and go home. That's the way it should be done, shouldn't it? Because realistically, we need people in key areas. You know, we need shop workers. We need uh, doctors, nurses. We need uh, people who provide services, valuable services in society, look after electricity or gas and everything else and our oil. And we, need every, we need all these services. We can't let the country grind to a halt because everybody's at home self-isolating. The majority of those self-isolating at home are perfectly healthy people. Perfectly healthy people. The majority, the vast majority. Very few people have symptoms and the vast majority at home are asymptomatic or they don't even have it at all. They're just a close contact of somebody who might have had it or somebody who may be asymptomatic. So realistically, we need to look at our policy in relation to that. Otherwise, the country will grind to a halt. But getting back to the vaccine, the vaccine somewhat is seen as a magic bullet, isn't it, to solve all this problem and let's let's get away from this. And realistically, once the vaccine is rolled out across the population, according to Stephen Donnelly, who I don't believe a word of it at the moment, uh, we will have 4 million people roughly vaccinated by the end of the year. That's not going to happen. 700,000, according to Leo Varadkar, before March. That's not going to happen either. Uh, because we seem incapable of doing anything like this. We've known the vaccine has been coming since the end, the end of summer, and yet we didn't have a plan in place, and we don't have a plan in place, it seems, to roll it out properly. So should it be available privately? This is a question that's been asked. You know, I mean, the Pfizer vaccine has been approved around the world, but hundreds of thousands of people already, you know, getting it. Millions. And the rollout sees many people having to wait until next year. Yes, next year. Looking at the list online, certain areas... You know, for example, if you're 22 and you're healthy and you're fine and you're not working in a key area and you're not a doctor or nurse and you're not any of those kind of categories, you're probably going to have to wait till next January or February. You're last on the list. As the HSE are kind of slow to roll it out. Of course, the healthcare workers and the vulnerable will be first and nobody's going to disagree with that. But if you want to wait for your turn or you want to skip the queue a little bit, can you get it privately? This is the question people have asked. And the Taoiseach said it would be, it has to be a public-only rollout. He said it will have to be under the um, ages of the ages of the state and the authority of the state because, first, uh, the allocation to various vulnerable groupings is key and that would be jeopardising, uh, jeopardised if people were going off and doing their own thing. So, essentially, he said the vaccines should be a priority for those uh, most in need as opposed to those who are wealthy. Now, when I say that's a bit of an over-exaggeration, there's only, I mean, look, when you look at the cost of the vaccines, for example, to the state, the most expensive one is 17 quid, the cheapest one I think is 8 quid. So realistically, I mean, it's only going to cost 40 or 50 quid in your local doctor's office if we did it privately. In other words, what he's saying is it'll be done by public bodies and obviously while they can bring in uh, private bodies to help them, it will be under the auspice of the state and there will be no in tandem the possibility whereby private organisations who can afford to do so uh, could potentially vaccinate separate to the national programme. So he's not ruling it out in the future, but he's not saying it's going to be available right now privately. But would you pay to get the vaccine if it was available? And do you believe it should be available privately? Should it be available privately to your local GP for 40 quid? As we would with the flu vaccine. Some people get it for free. Some people have to pay for it. Last year, they gave it to everybody free. But generally, you have to pay for it sometimes if you're not in a, a risk group. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Should the vaccine be available privately for people who want to get it? And skip the queue, so to speak. Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Paul? Are you there, Paul? Niall, how's it going? Yeah, all I can hear there was static. You must be driving somewhere, are you? 
No, I'm actually in a warehouse getting loaded at the minute. Oh, right, okay. but, uh, some of us do have actual jobs these days. Ah, well, there, there, there's a thing nowadays. What, what's a job? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you one. We'll show you one of these days. <laughs> uh, I, the minute they're saying, you're starting to rang and ask me about this, I felt nervous about it. I don't like the idea that just because somebody has money can go and get the vaccine before somebody who doesn't. Who does it? Like, who, who doesn't have forty quid? Okay. When, when I when I say okay, it can be a lot of money to some people, but you you'll find it from somewhere. Forty quid. Yeah, but they, what if there's four in your family now, and you're 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 out of work at the minute? You've no money. Yeah, but if there's four in your family and it's you and your missus and the two kids, the two kids are not in a vulnerable category anyway. So they're you know they're at no risk. Hang on, they could be teenagers going to college. But they, I mean, that but that still doesn't put them at risk. You and your missus are more at risk. They're still going to need to get it though. What? They're still going to need to get it at some stage. You know what I mean? I just don't like the idea of just because somebody has 50 quid they can throw around that they, their life is suddenly... They, they, they have the right to feel their life is suddenly more important than somebody else. Well, I, I don't think it's that... If, if that was the case, why didn't we think like that when we had the flu vaccine? I mean, with the flu vaccine, well, well, some people pay for it never, and some people get it free. The flu was never as dangerous as this thing, supposedly. Yes, but what, no, I'm, what I'm saying is it's still dangerous and yet we charge some people for it and we didn't charge others depending on risk. Yeah, but it's it's not as as dangerous as this thing has been built up to be. Oh, well, I'm glad you I'm glad you threw that line in at the end. Yeah, but go on. Uh, okay, <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is, yeah, there are risk categories without a doubt who are at a high yeah. risk, and there are those who are at very little risk. I mean, I, I could see it coming in when it gets to a stage where all the people who who have to get it have have been vaccinated, and then when it gets to a stage where it's the general population. Then maybe that could come in. But would, would you pay for who, it? If it was available, would you pay for it? Right now, if I was offered it, and I'm in a job where I... Luckily, I don't have to mix with a lot of people, but I would be in, in situations where I'd be around people for quite a while. Right now, I wouldn't. See, I now, would, because maybe that's just me being greedy and mean, because I want to go on holidays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and I, I think most airlines this year... Are probably as you've already heard the ad "Vax and Fly" by Ryanair. I, you know, I, I think most airlines are going to be demanding or at least looking for a test or for a vaccine if you're going on holidays. So yeah, I mean, so I we're know, all we're it? already discriminating against people because if you want to go on holidays, you have to get a test. You'd pay for it privately. So we're already discriminating against people. Yeah, but I mean, I I had holidays booked for March. I've yeah, they could changed my flights and I've changed my accommodations in July. Yeah, I was, gonna, I, I was going to say, in case you're asking by to March, yeah, 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 that's not going to happen. You know, I'm not Oh, you're cutting off there, Paul, I'm losing you, I'm losing you. Sorry, no. I was losing you there for a second. Yeah, no, so you've so, moved your holidays from March to July, yeah? To July, and okay. I told them I'll probably be moving them again. Yeah, but but if you'd have rang your holiday company and said, listen, I want to move my holidays because I don't think you're going to be able to go away, and they said, well, look, we can arrange a private test or a private vaccine for you if you want, and you can go in March, but you've done it, 40 quid. I don't think so. Why? I just don't. I just don't like the idea. But you're going to do it in July anyway. Yeah, but in July it's my turn to get it. Uh, I just don't like the idea. Are you pulling? The, are you pulling on the moral heartstrings here? In, 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 my, in my moral heartstrings, yeah. I mean, if somebody else doesn't for them, and if they think their life's more important because they've got 50 quid... I know, I know, I'm not saying my life is more important than somebody else's, but if it's available to people privately, as I said, we never we never had this conversation before about other vaccines, and other vaccines also treated us for dangerous illnesses, and yet some people always had to pay and some people didn't. Yeah, 
Yeah. And we never had this argument before. And we're not having this argument in relation to, say, going on holidays. You have to have a test 72 hours before you come back to the country or leave the country, whatever it happens to be, depending on where you're going. And that has to be paid for. But nobody's coming on the air going, I think that's really unfair and all because the poor can't afford them. So the poor can't afford If they're very poor, you're not going to be going on holidays anyway. So well, the, so the point yeah, is, we yeah. are still discriminating. Yeah, but I just think this is more. It's more in your face. I just don't know. I just don't like the idea of it. See, the problem is, and I would agree with you, if I trusted the Irish government to roll out the vaccine efficiently, but unfortunately, they're making a hames of it. Yeah, yeah well, they, I'm losing your line. I'm losing your line. I'm going to line. Your line is pretty bad, Paul. I'm going to have to come back to you. Martin, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Martin? Not too bad. How are you? Good, Martin. It does seem a little bit mean to suggest that some people should pay and some people should, others shouldn't, right? But, or, well, well, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd agree with you in that part. I think uh, if you want the vaccine, you should be able to get it for free. And, I mean, the, the, the flu one, when I got it, was free now. now yeah, I, but it's not, free, got, it's not free for everybody. No, but that... Uh, I last, it, last year it was, or should I say, yeah, 2020 it was because of the circumstances. Was, yeah, I, Because I, I got in, in in the pharmacy and I was surprised it was free. Yeah, well, so, it, it normally isn't. I think it's normally a couple of, you have to pay a few quid for it. And it's not ex, that expensive, but you normally I, go to your GP first. I, I can't remember 2019 itself. No, I don't ah. think anybody can, to be honest with you. But Martin, yeah. I mean, in relation, I, I, what, where are you on the list, by the way? Of you know priority for this vaccine, are you are you up there on the list? Are you over sixty five? You know, are you over nope. seventy? Are you a key worker? Are you a nurse, a doctor, or elderly? Or where are you on the list? I'd be down nearly where you were. I'd say yeah. At the, at the end, I'm going to get a petition going. I want journalists to be bumped up the list. We're important people. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, everybody yeah, might as well be bumped up the that, list. That, that journalists should burn in and whatever but yeah there's a few journalists in this country shouldn't be giving it at all we should just let them fend for themselves anyway back back to this so uh, if it was available to you because obviously you're low on the list so you're probably looking at maybe December maybe to next April sometime right yeah and I said to you look you know 40 quid and you can go and get it done your own GP's office would you pay depends on supply well now by the way can I yes you are absolutely right and I wouldn't like to be taking a vaccine if we were short on them for the elderly or for the vulnerable. I completely yeah. agree with you. But, yeah. but in theory, the the- uh, uh, let's clarify for the rest of the conversation this afternoon. I am talking about in theory that there was a supply. There is a supply. If there, were, if there was a supply and someone said, I can give you, uh, you can get the vaccine, I probably would if 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 I needed it, especially for, for if I needed especially to do something. But if I could wait, I'd wait until I could get it for free. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, you, so you, if you, you would get it if you needed it to go somewhere or do something, but if you didn't particularly need it, you wouldn't bother. No. No. Right. Okay. And and does do you, by the way, are you scared of COVID nineteen? Um. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm scared in so far that um, I don't want to get sick and take the chance of getting it badly. Right. Uh, I'm scared of it of my father getting it and um, him. So you're more scared of who you kind of pass it on to, I suppose. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. And that's, um, I that's mean, what we've been told. My my sister-in-law now, she's in Scotland and she's in the high categories now because she's a brain tumour and all that. And so I'd be afraid of that way and whatever. So more for other people rather than myself. 
Okay, all right, okay. I'm looking at some of the text going in. Uh, the poor can afford it more than most and all. Uh, we all have to pay the 60 euro doctor's visit to top up uh, the 40 euro. Over 2 million medical cards are out there. It's not, I don't think it's 2 million medical cards. I think it's 1.2 million, I think was the figure. It was the last time I've seen it, anyway. Uh, when you have gobshites like you know who and you know who, <laughs> the head of the HSC, I think he's talking about it, I don't want to the names, running out, a roll, running the vaccine rollout, there is no hope of any of us getting back to normal in the next two years. And that's a fact, says Joe. Well, okay, Joe. Let me go to Aoife. Aoife, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Aoife? Hi, how are you? Uh, Aoife, I mean, would you get it privately if, say, tomorrow they announce that you can go to your doctor and pay 40 quid for it? That supply wasn't an issue, but you can get, you can jump the queue. I know personally myself would I get the vaccine, but I think it should be made available for those who want to get it privately for it. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. But by the way, why, 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 wouldn't, why are you kind of doubtful about yourself? Are you a bit cautious about the vaccine? I think so myself. It's just getting the vaccine and you're not known kind of like... You'd wait till a few more people get it first and kind of have a look and see what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the figures around the world. You know, 10.8 people... Well, when I say around the world, I, I, let's say the UK and, and America, you know, the two biggest... Well, the two countries we talk about quite a lot. 3.7 million people in the UK have already got it. Jeez, they're flying. 10.8 million people in America. And they're not dropping dead. So... Yeah. You know, and, and I think... We have heard of some people getting side effects, including anaphylactic shock, right? And that, it's still quite rare, by the way. You know, when you think about how many vaccines have been given out so far, it is quite rare. So you'd be unlucky and very unfortunate if that was you, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, but, I suppose so, like, yeah. But definitely, like, I mean, I don't think, like, my age group should be the last, have to wait until this time next year to get it. What's what's your age group? What, What age group are you? I'm between the 35 and 40. Okay, so you're the, okay, other people aged 18 to 54. Yeah. That's you. That, that would be Yeah, me. you're number 14 on the list. Yeah. There's only, so there's only 15 on the list. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> exactly. So, so I don't think, like, it should, I mean, I think that if I wanted to get the vaccine, that I should be able to go to my GP in the morning and pay privately to get it. Mm. That I shouldn't have to wait, you know, until... Six is twelve months down the line to get it. Yeah, I mean, like as you said earlier, your goal. I mean, I know like fifty euros is a lot of money to some people, but like if you wanted the vaccine, you would get it from somewhere. Yeah. So, I, so, I, so you think it will be probably available privately before the summer becomes? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. Okay. And what about the argument that you know, kind of. They said the government has said essentially the vaccine should be priority for those the most needed, as opposed to those who are wealthy you know what I mean and I don't I don't think you have to be wealthy to afford 40 quid to be honest with the greatest respect no you, know? you don't I mean because like on any other day of the week like if you don't have a medical card and on, on on any other day of the week and that's just for the vaccine if you're sick enough you will find the 40 or 50 euros to go to the doctor for like a chest yeah. infection or I don't know. Like don't get me wrong. I don't believe it yeah. should be available for, just because you have a medical card. You get away with the forty quid because then it just becomes a free for all. Um, you know, exactly. you are. Yeah, you, you couldn't do that because then then it would just be everybody would be jumping the queue. So jumping yeah, the queue, like yeah. yeah so yeah. I think regardless of whether you have a medical card or not, I think I still think like if you want to go privately for 
the vaccine, you should have to pay for it. It shouldn't be available on the medical card. Yeah. Now, I mean, look, if you have a medical card, you probably have an illness anyway, and you're going to be bumped up the list either way to those who have, you know, illnesses or underlying conditions or certain medical conditions. Mind you, not everybody with a medical card has an illness. Um, there are people who have them for other reasons, and there are people who have them because they're chancers. Uh, thank you, Aoife. Uh, lots of people texting in. Somebody says, not. where is truck drivers on the list? John here. Now, John, there's a bit of an argument over this, right? And we were talking about this today. As radio presenters and journalists and people who have worked right the way through the whole pandemic, um, number six is key workers. Now, I don't necessarily know what they mean by key workers. They define it to those who include, or workers include, uh, essential to the vaccination programme. Although um, the specifics are to be refined later on, the Economic and Social Research Institute applies the term to people working in the following areas. Apart from healthcare, the armed forces, the army, what, I mean, why are they, they're not, they haven't really done very much over the whole pandemic, but the greatest respect, I don't know, maybe somebody in the army can tell me how he's done something, is there something in particular you do? Uh, defence and public administration. Now, what's public administration? Is that like Department of Social Welfare, the Revenue Commissioners, yeah. Uh, retail sales. Everybody who works in a shop, I imagine. The girl, you know, in, or the guy in Tesco's or Dunn's. Yeah, and I agree with that, by the way. They should be rubbed the top. So they'd be there all along. Transport operatives. John, you're in. You're number, ugh, you're number six. Transport operatives. Now, I, that, that still has to be defined, by the way. Transport operative. So I imagine that's you. You're in there. Number six on the list. After people age 65 to 69. Now, it says here, by the way, uh, if you are not sure, here is a list of conditions that automatically qualify you in this group and they give you a list of conditions. All right, they, that you have chronic heart disease and all that kind of carry on. Oh, well, that's in relation to the people who have medical medical uh, conditions. They're number seven on the list. I would imagine they should have been before the key workers, but however. It's, it's a little bit higgledy-piggledy. You can go onto the website and have a look at yourself and see where you are on the list. The majority of us are going to be way down the list. We're looking at next December. You know, realistically. And to be honest with you, judging by the way this government are doing it at the moment, they're making a complete hames of it. You're probably looking at 2022. The majority of you. You won't be going on holidays this year. Not the way the government are rolling out this vaccine. The British, the Americans, everybody else will be all having a ball of a time. If the vaccine is the key to stopping, you know, to getting back to normal, if it is the key, they'll be all having a ball of a time by the summer and we'll be all sitting here like gobshites because our government can't get the thing out quick enough. Uh, Joe Walsh, easy <laughs> with the eagles, he, in Kildare, says, I'll have COPD, emphysema and asthma and I'm 64. Where am I on the list? Well, here's the thing, Joe. You're number seven on the list, according to this, because it's people age 18 to 64 with certain medical conditions, all right? So, and I've looked up the medical conditions they talk about, and they talk about chronic disease, chronic neurological disease, uh, immunize, uh, immunosuppression due to disease or treatment. That's where you'd probably come in anyway. But anyway, the point is, you're number yeah, seven. But number five on the list is people age 65 to 69. So realistically, somebody who's 70 and perfectly healthy will be on the list before you and you have COPD and emphysema, which is ridiculous. That's bonkers. You should be up there in the priority list. I personally believe you should be right up there with the frontline care workers and everybody else. You should be able to get a vaccine if you have the money. Look, if you want to get a heart transplant and you have the money, you go get one. You don't have to wait for public. Boom. Boom. See what you mean? Jesus, Nile, 40 quid is a lot of money for some people. Coming from uh, someone with a low socioeconomic background, I'm grand now, but uh, it was tough back then, you know, 40 euros, quite a lot, and then you're looking at 40 euros per person, 
in a household potentially on a social welfare income and even if you want to go to the working class who don't get much extra uh, they are adding an extra 40 euro onto people who as you always say are paying their taxes and keeping the society functioning there you go i still think 40 quid is not an awful lot of money now, don't get me wrong, it is an awful lot of money if you don't have it, I get that, but I'm sure everybody could raise 40 quid if, allegedly, your life depends on it. Laura, you're on Classic Kids, how are you doing, Laura? Hiya, how are you? Uh, Laura, are you, you're high risk, are you? Yeah, okay. I have asthma and then I have COPD in one lung and I have diabetes. And what, age, what age category are you? I'm 46. Okay, so you're, in, you're number seven on the list. Yeah, so when I did ESK, I think I would be due the first vaccine towards the end of April, the start of May, but that's on the basis that the government actually... Do it on time. <laughs> yeah. You'll be lucky to see a doctor by August if, if they've known this country, yeah. to be honest with you. But go on. Exactly. But I mean, I'd happily pay for it. I mean, I get, I've got the flu vaccine every year and I've had to pay for it. This year I didn't. I also get the pneumonia vaccine every five years because I've had it twice. Yeah. I pay for that. So, but I, I've just said a minute ago, I believe that you should... I mean, what's the point in giving a vaccine to, say, a 66-year-old or, or a 70-year-old who's perfectly healthy and and leaving you sitting there for another few months with your COPD, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, I, have, I suppose they have to have some sort of list. Um, but, yeah, it is... I'd happily pay €40. Euro. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that we're well off, but, my God... If your life depends on it, you're well, yeah, well, particularly, you're, if, you're, particularly if you're in a risk category, of course, you know what I mean? And yeah. you're like, your life does depend on whether it becomes a pneumonia, flu or COVID or whatever it is, any of these kind of things. I mean, you've constantly got vaccines, obviously, to protect yourself. So your life yeah. kind of does depend on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my, from March to September, I left the house, I'd say, I could count on one hand the time I left the house. My husband did all the shopping. I worked from home did everything and now I'm in the office three days a week right. um, but I'm driving so I'm not doing public transport or anything like that. Okay, so are you ter- are you frightened? I am very apprehensive when I supermarkets I've been in it once or twice in September but I just hate the crowds. It's just it's not comfortable. Right, so you're kind of cautious mask on, cautious, yeah, keep away from people yeah. I went to Ikea once and the amount of people that were not wearing masks, it's frightening. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I, I get it, you know, I understand that. And, and, you know, and don't get me wrong, there are people who have theories and masks and people who agree with them, people don't agree with them, some people find them uncomfortable. And, yeah, I find them really uncomfortable, but, shag it, I just wear it going into a shop, that's it. Well, so do I. I, I mean, just respect I have other people. Breathing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have trouble breathing, but I would still put a mask on me for yeah. every shop that I go into. My biggest problem wearing a mask is me glasses keep staying I know, up. I wear glasses as well. I can't see where I'm going. <laughs> so I, I, I'm coming to the conclusion if I slide the, the glasses down to the end of my nose. But I, you then you can't see it. I look like a professor going around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. I wear glasses as well. So, but you just you just do it. Yeah. Okay. So, you, so the point is, you'd pay, and you think it should be available privately for people who maybe in exceptional categories or different categories. Well, actually, no, but just for anybody who wants to pay for it, you believe as long as there is a supply. By the way, because I wouldn't yeah, like to yeah. take that vaccine away from somebody else who needs it more than I did. You know what I mean? But I also think it would take the pressure off the HSE as well. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to be under permanent pressure. To be honest, <laughs> let me well, let me just stay there for a second. Let me go to Joe as well. Joe, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Joe? Hi, Neil. How are you keeping? Joe, you would prefer it not to be privatised at all? No, I, I, I wouldn't prefer it to be privatised because it'll be like uh, like the most of these uh, 
companies that give us medication that drive prices up and uh, it'll cost a small fortune um, because they're just greedy. Um, I think in my own mind there's a a cure out there for cancers around the world and these companies are hiding that. Ah, would you stop, Joe? Stop! No, I don't trust... You're telling me there's a cure for cancer but they're hiding it. I think they're... they're All right, Joe. Joe, I see where you're going, Joe. Joe, well, we I can tell you now, Joe, if I if I owned a medical or pharmaceutical company and I had a cure for cancer, and I'm, do you think I'm going to hide it? Why am I going to hide it? I make a fortune selling it. I get, I get whatever I wanted for it. No, I think they're making more of a fortune off it. Uh, do I think they have a cap? <laughs> uh, as it's, uh, Joe, I mean, Joe a lot of- and apart else, Joe, there is no single cure for cancer. Cancer is a term that describes... I suppose, the deterioration of the human body in many different ways. Um, and cancer in itself, I mean, I know cancer is a disease, but it's a term that describes a disease of the human body. It can affect all different parts of the body in very different ways. There's different types of cancer. There is no single cure for all types of cancer. There never will be. Possibly not. No, so I, why did I you say that, Joe? Because that, no, no, no. I think you know, it's, it's a bit, you know, you might as well. I tell you what, where's me ding, ding, I could send you out a tinfoil hat if you like for a prize because that's a no, ridiculous no. statement, Joe, to make. I, I'm not a tinfoil hat. hat well, you are. You've just told me. You've just told me there's a cure for cancer and they're hiding it. That's that's they, mental I stuff. Said, I should have probably said I think there is a cure out there. Maybe there's not, but I think they're closer <laughs> to a cure than what they're letting us know. Ah, anyway, okay, we get okay. back. We get yeah, back get back to, to COVID nineteen. Okay, so if if I said to you, Joe, by the way, where are you on the list, Joe? Did you look? Uh, I'll, be, I'll be down around the bottom. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. You're the average right man on the street. Okay, all right. So I'm, you're... I'm, I'm 48 years of age and about two stone on the way. Okay, you're not. You're number 50. Yeah, you're, you're number 14 on the list, right? You're right down there, okay? Yeah, so yeah. so realistically, you're looking at next December, somewhere between December and next April 2022, right? So if I said to you, 40 quid, local doctor, uh, you can get it if you want to now, would you get it? Only if I'm not taking it from the the elderly, the sick, and all. Okay, well, no, no, I put that provide. No, I put that proviso in that there's plenty of supply. Yeah, if there's plenty of supply, I know my wife would go for it as well, so that she'd go in holidays. And uh, so now, so you, can, yeah, you come on the air saying it shouldn't be available privately, but you've just told me if it was available tomorrow, you'd get it. Well, more or less, after uh, they take note of all the, the the reasons why I wouldn't have gone. All right, okay, I get you, I get you. Yeah, I get uh, you. If they keep if they keep it at a, a reasonable price, then obviously it's a good thing. But if they start shoving up the prices, which happens with most things in the world, yeah, uh, I, I supply and demand, yeah, yeah. So, so that, that, okay, so you, you think that doctors, offices and people would exploit it and take advantage of it, of people who are desperate, like, for example, Laura, which would make her life a lot easier to get it quicker. Uh, you think that it would be exploited and she, Laura would be charged a fortune for it? Quite possibly. I mean, Neil, I'll, 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 I'll say one thing. Um, I had to get a prescription renewed yesterday and the, the surgery wanted to charge me 20 quid for ordering her over the phone. Uh, I know, that's silly. It is silly. Yeah, you so, should. Um, and, and by the way, is that a repeat prescription? It is a repeat prescription. Yeah, I have no understanding of why you have to be charged for a repeat prescription. No exactly, understanding. Yeah. It's just a matter of pressing a button on the computer to print it out again. Sorry, Laura. Yeah. Just getting back to you. Okay. Does it matter about the price, Laura? Like for now, I know you're working. I'm not saying you're minted or anything like that. But if it was like 150 quid, would that matter? Or would it, you know, to you, would you still get no. it? I, 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 no, I think I still, well, no, actually, I know, I would still get it, yes. Mm, right, okay. Because it's peace of mind for me, 
Yeah. Um, more than anything else. And I know it doesn't stop you necessarily getting it. Yeah. But it's just like the flu vaccine doesn't stop you getting the flu. You just get lesser symptoms. Um, yeah, which, you know, that concerns me because... I'm worried about COVID-19 in the respect of, obviously, I'm worried about people losing their jobs. I worry about poverty. I work about, worry about all those things and the way this has affected society, not just the people who have died from it, sadly. right? I'm worried about everybody, right? And the way it's affected our lives. But I think with this vaccine, they've made it clear that this vaccine won't stop you from being infected, you know, but it will stop you from getting symptoms and, and hopefully not dying and stuff like that, okay? So, in other words, if we tested you tomorrow you're still probably going to test positive for COVID-19. So if we keep testing people, even though we're vaccinating people, we're probably still going to keep getting positive tests. And I don't know if it's going to go away or not. Well, I suppose it's like any kind of epidemics that have been around the world over how many years that it kind of slowly dissipates or whatever. And, you know, but I mean, they they brought out, like, remember, I wasn't like smallpox and polio and everything. They brought out vaccines and... You know, yeah, but mind you, it wasn't like a situation like this where, you know, our, when I say our lives depended on, of course, they were very dangerous viruses. Of course they were. But it wasn't a situation where we had locked down countries and destroyed economies over it. Yeah, I know. But I suppose, like, yeah, you could have the virus and not know because you could be asymptomatic. I mean, mm. the cousin who would have medical issues and he tested positive for what was asymptomatic. He was in a care home and he was asymptomatic. And I would have thought if he brought it, he would have been in trouble, but now he quarantined. Well, the, well, the majority of people are asymptomatic, according yeah. to the, the data. The majority of people who get it actually don't have any symptoms. You know, no, and I, don't, I, don't even know they're sick. Yeah, I'd still pay if it was okay. Oh, okay, let me go to Anne. Anne, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Anne? Hey, Niall. How are you? Good. You'd like to see it privatised? I would definitely get it. Would you? Yes. Okay, right, okay. I have uh, plumbery fibrosis. Yeah. And um, I'll be here straight with you. I just feel I'm in jail. Right, okay, okay. You well, know, well uh, your number, what age are you, by the way? Um, I be, I'm 65. Oh, well, okay. People age 65 to 69. You're number five on the list. Actually, you're quite high up the list. So you, you're on the list. If the government pl- rollout plan goes according to plan, you should be getting it in, in around gonna, April. It's not good. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Because no, you're right. they don't know how to roll out. No, you're having a clue. They haven't a clue. You're right. They're like chickens with their head cut off. They haven't got Did a Did you see clue. Stephen Donnelly in the doll last night? Everything he was very real to God bless him. Tomorrow, 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 or next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why can't they do things about it today? Yeah. This is what it's all about. If they had taken their finger out when they should have. Well, they knew about the vaccine since July. So they knew it was coming. And they knew it was coming soon, right? So why they didn't they have a plan? They had no plan. They opened up for Christmas and they knew what was going to happen. Mm. But they didn't do... They, did, they just opened. Yeah, but I, I think I, I, we can all look back and say we shouldn't have done this or we shouldn't have done that. But the, but the, but the exactly. greatest, yeah, with the greatest respect, Anne, you know, there's people's livelihoods are at stake there as well. And, you know, I, I, I know get that. it. I get why they did I that. I know that. But yeah. there's, no, there's no good of us if we're six foot under now. Mm. And sadly for people like yourself and Laura, who are a high-risk category, and I'm jays, I hope nothing ever happens to the two of you. Um, you know, well, I don't want you six foot under, I, mean, I, 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 If I want to go to the shop, we say, right, my husband is here, and he goes for the, for the shopping. Right. right, yeah. He's afraid he'll bring it back to me. Yeah. Right? Now, he, like most men, he doesn't come back with everything. 
<laughs> Where's the sugar? <laughs> so, oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you kind of say, geez, I won't say anything. What? Here, does he, does he get everything? Do you write well, a list out for you know, him? Do you write I, a list? Well, I have to go over to my local supermarket. No, I want to get back to your husband. Anne, let me get back. No, Anne, stop for a second. Let me get back to your husband. Do you write a list out for him? Oh, I do that, but Niall. And, and does he still not get everything yeah. on the list? And then, you know what happens? What? He gets into the car and the list is left on the table. Ah, stop. And then he's trying to remember and, what's on the list when he's yeah. in there. Yeah, but I the know. thing about it is, Niall, <laughs> for God's sake, I paid for the flu vaccine for years. This year was the first, last year was the first year I got it for nothing. Because you were over I 65, yeah. Years. Yeah. I never had a medical card. Mind you, it wasn't I never, expensive. I think the flu vaccine was only 15 or 20 quid, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, but having said that, I paid it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I respected the doctor going in and getting it done. And it's what you say, like, you know, you're not guaranteed. So, in other words, if you're, you're you telling me, if the G... If the, you okay. You're telling but me, if the, if the GPs or pharmacies announced tomorrow that they were doing it for 50 quid... You'd happily jog on down there and get it done. Yes. Right, okay, okay. And I yes. see why you would, provided, of course, now let's be clear, we're all saying this today, provided it doesn't take it away from somebody more needy. In other words, there's a full, there's a good supply of them. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but like, you know, the, the thing about it is what really gets up my nose is like, why can't they just do a and stop yapping about it. I know, I know. I know. We should be open stadiums and letting, you know, getting everybody that's available. It wouldn't take long to train people to do to give a vaccine. It couldn't be that difficult. Now, I know they have to have somebody medically qualified on hand in case somebody gets a side effect, which is still quite rare, by the way, but it can happen. But So they have to have somebody qualified on hand. But surely they could train people. I mean, with the greatest respect, I'm not being bad here, by the way, to all the health workers around the country who are doing a fabulous job, but to give a vaccine in one part of your arm, I'm sure you could train a monkey to do that. I mean, it only takes a couple of seconds, you know, and just to sanitise and do whatever you need to do and and stick it in an arm and squirt it. I'm sure that can be quite easy to train somebody to do that. But they would have to have a medical person, obviously, on hand in every centre. Let me know what you think, by the way. Should they do it privately? Uh, Should they be allowed to do it privately? Anne said she'd be there tomorrow if they did. I think it's a great idea for... um private companies to get on board with giving out the vaccine and if they make a profit from it nice one i'm will i'd be willing to pay a little bit extra um you know we're we're really in a, at a place now where you know people want the government to do everything for them um it's unsustainable it uh smacks and smacks the face of freedom um, and you know people should have choices we you know i for one don't want the government holding me hand through my whole life um anyway thanks uh, love the show. You're yeah, welcome. Um, now, by the way, people have texted, how do we get, they've heard these messages that we play like that. That's not voicemail, by the way, on the mobile phone. It's WhatsApp messages, right? So if you want to send a WhatsApp audio message, you can. You know how to do that. Well, I'm sure you know how to do it. Just click the little microphone on the bottom of WhatsApp and send your message. And if we deem it okay, in other words, you don't use, you don't use bad language right now. A lot of people text again and said, Niall, 
where are you getting the information from in relation to the calculator, which calculates when they estimate, based on how many vaccines they're giving at the moment, when people will get it, and based on the list, the current list the government put out. Okay, the website is called omnicalculator.com. It was featured this morning in the Irish Examiner as well. And what I'll do is, if you go to the Nile, to my Twitter account, okay, go to Niall Boylan's Twitter account, and if you go to that now, Ashling will put up a link to it. And what it does is you put all your information in, where you work, your age group, all that kind of thing. It's very simple to use. And it's basing it on the, what the government have said. By the way, according to this calculator, based on what the government said, and on the rate they're giving out vaccines at the moment, it'll take them four and a half years to get around the whole population. Jesus Christ, I hope they speed up a little bit. They will, they will, they will. All right. Okay. And the calculator will calculate all that as well, by the way. Okay. So it tells you when to expect to get the, va- the vaccination based on your current criteria, all right? Gary, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Gary? No, how's it going? Uh, Gary, I mean, okay, you're 32. You won't, yeah. be, you won't be getting it for a while. Are you healthy? I won't be getting it at all. I have what? no intention of getting it. Oh, you're not getting it at all? No. Why would, why would I get a vaccine? Well, it's, entirely up, to, it's entirely up to you. No, but if, if fair enough, if it stopped me spreading COVID, if I got it, even if I'm asymptomatic, I'm still going to be able to spread it. Well, like, so, well there's, a, there's a whole argument about that. There's different studies done in relation to that. There are studies that have shown that there's very rare spread from asymptomatic. I think with asymptomatic, it's caution. It's cautionary, isn't it? That's what it's all about. Right. Okay. okay. But from your, you were talking about from your own personal health. And by the way, can I say, and I heard Luke O'Neill saying this a while ago, it's better to get the, the, the virus and obviously have no symptoms and be, be, be infected than to actually get the vaccine. Because from a protection point of view, um, yeah. you know, it's a better situation, obviously. Yeah, yeah, because I, your own body will build antibodies then, which I, I get it. that. Yeah, and I'm like I've I've a young son as well. He's two and a half now, and girlfriend has him disinfected to within an inch of his life. <laughs> like, and I'm like, listen, he's, he's not going to build up and sanitizer, is he? Yeah, yeah, doused everywhere. Anytime he touches that, if we're out for a walk, hand sanitizer. I'm like, oh my god, he's got he's not going to build up any immune system to anything if you keep dousing them in antibacterial wipes and everything like like your body is naturally building up yeah. the immune system to stuff we've done it for hundreds of years that's what the human body does and it'll be no different with this so so, you wouldn't, so if it was 40 quid tomorrow you wouldn't pay you wouldn't be bothered paying if it was free tomorrow I wouldn't get it I, Would I, you, I yeah but here's the, here's the thing Gary right on the very rare chance that under the age of 65, you got COVID-19 and died, right? Now, yeah. it is extremely rare. Let's be clear about that. And I want to say that because I don't want to be somebody who's a scaremonger, right? It is very rare that you would die under the age of 65 when you look at the amount of people in the country that has happened to and the population of the country, right? But in saying that, on the rare, I mean, hen's teeth job, right? Yeah. But if you got the vaccine, the chances are that wouldn't happen because it does reduce the symptoms of the possibility of you having symptoms. Yeah. So, well, why not get it? I just, I've, I've never gotten the flu jab either. I just, I just don't, I don't see the need. And the only thing that I'm, that really bothers me about it is, is that everybody has this perception that once the vaccine is rolled out, everyone has it, that we can go back to normal. Well, I think it's, not, well, well, here's the thing. I agree with you. And I understand. I don't think things going to happen. No, but I think it's a way out for governments. And I think, you know, realistically, although I hate the idea of mandatory vaccination or the I, nothing should ever be mandatory in life. People should always have freedom of choice. Right. But I do believe from a governmental point of view around the world, because I think COVID-19 is like a runaway train and everybody's afraid to pull the brake. 
Um, yeah. it, it's got out out of hand completely. I think I think the cure is worse than the, the disease as far as you know lockdowns and restrictions exactly. and people's lives and all that kind of thing. I completely agree with all of that. But what I'm saying is, this is a way out for government. So the government say, yeah. okay, the vaccine is there. You can get it. If you don't get it and you die, sure, it's not their fault anymore. And yeah. I think that that will be the way out for governments. Yeah, but and I, and I understand. And I understand the, that you were saying earlier about the antigen test. Yeah, like if people were in work and they wanted to get an antigen test, you can go to work for the day. Yeah, the government will not allow that at all. And I'll tell you why. Because if that was the case, if I was able to get an antigen antigen test and go to work for the day, what is stopping my local pub doing antigen tests? And I don't know. I don't agree. I don't agree with the widespread use of them, but I do agree with the use of them in, say, care homes or in hospitals. If I own the pub, I now forget about no, right. no, no. Forget you, you can't be. No, I would never agree with a pub owner saying you're coming in for a pint if you get an antigen test. That's a load of shite. But that's what that's what it happened. Yeah, no, no. I that that should be outlawed, or uh, that would be. I would have to if I was in government. I would say I'd make that illegal. You can't be doing that. You can't be taking people's liberties away like that. But certainly, if you're working in healthcare and you're going in to deal with people who are 85 years of age and have underlying conditions. I would insist at this moment in time, only at this moment in time, yeah. that anybody going into work with them takes an antigen test. Five minutes, going walking in the door. Yeah. But at at least it, we know they're safe working with those people. Is it a risk given elderly people in nursing homes the vaccine? The vaccine, of course there's a risk. So of course are, there we, is. Well, we there's, always, there's always a risk, isn't there? Would, I mean, would they not be better off? No, no I, no, I think if you, looked, if you looked at the risk factors... There's more of a risk of elderly people sadly dying of COVID-19 than having side effects to a vaccine, I would imagine. Oh, I don't, I don't mean the side effects. I mean, would you be better off... Taking your chances. The worker, no, vaccinating the working homes. Oh, no, I, no, because unfortunately, with, with this particular vaccine, it's because it's an RNA vaccine, it doesn't reduce the, the possibility of you getting the virus and passing it on to somebody else. That's the problem. It only reduces symptoms. This particular type of vaccine, as far as I know, is the in, information. Gary, thank you very much for that. I have to wrap it up. Listen... Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic.